Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of PewterReport.com and the Pewter Report podcast. It is a Monday edition of the show, and we want to wish everybody a happy Victory Monday as the Buccaneers are 3-1 and one heading into an early bye week, but maybe, just maybe, an important early bye week. I'm your host, Matt Matera. Joined with me is the face that runs the place at pewterreport.com, SR, Scott Reynolds. And Scott, momentum is great. Might be stalled a little bit going into the bye week, but you got to be feeling pretty good about these Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, for real, Matt. Uh, it, it It's kind of funny because this was a big time win. And I think the Buccaneers would, would be itching to get back out there, right? To, yeah. to, to get out there and play again and, and kind of get that feeling at, at, you know, under their, their belts. Uh, at the same time, this is a team that that's kind of banged up. Even we were talking to Luke Gedeke today. He didn't show up on the injury report or whatever. There isn't no. one yet, but, but uh, he's dealing with the calf injury. He's like, yeah, I was actually playing against Cam Jordan with, with one calf yesterday. So, um, <laughs> Great stuff from Gedeke. We'll get into to that more later today and also on Wednesday's show. But, yeah, I mean, if this team can get healthy and, more importantly, stay healthy after the bye week, look out. This could be a very dangerous Buccaneer team. It's shaping up. The NFC South is what we thought it was. Now, these teams can improve, Buccaneers yeah. included. But right now, we're kind of seeing mediocrity around the NFC South, except for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I don't see why not if this team – stays healthy, especially at key positions, why they can't mm-hmm. repeat as NFC South champions and make the playoffs again. And even at their key positions, they've had injuries and still have been yeah. able to overcome it. Mike Evans getting injured yesterday. Right. Everyone else rallied around it. Kalijah Cansey not playing since the first game. D-line is still holding it together. Not perfect. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, Zion McCollum stepping in for both Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean at yeah. two obviously different uh, times of the season early on. So, yeah, the Bucs are getting contributions from everybody across the board. And it's everything that we talked about with, with Baker Mayfield and just this team in general of they don't have to do anything flashy or, or right. super special because of the division that they are in. And right yeah. now, the Bucs are just standing there watching everybody else around them implode. I mean, yeah. the Panthers have no <laughs> weapons on offense and Bryce Young – Clearly looks like a fish out of water that's still trying to understand what it means to play or what it's like to play in the NFL. Um, The Falcons clearly have an issue at quarterback with their own situation. And then you saw with the Saints yesterday, like they trust Jameis Winston so little that they would rather have, you know, uh, injured Drew Brees 2.0 with Derek Carr going out there, dumping it off to Alvin Kamara 13 times for 33 yards. I mean, right now the Bucs have the best quarterback in the NFC South and they're not doing too much. They're not trying too hard. They're just sticking to what they know and what they know is tough, hard nosed football and grittiness. And that's why they're in the driver's seat at three and one. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, kind of what you learn after, you know, a game like this, Uh, some news that I'll, I'll kind of share with you here, Peter people, Mike Evans, hamstring injury, is not nearly as bad as as the team feared it was yesterday, and they didn't think it was that bad yesterday. Yeah, they they feel they're hopefully optimistic he plays in week six. So I 
could he play this week? I, that I don't know, but he's not didn't have to, right? There's there's a bye week to contend with here. So there is a chance that Mike Evans could play against the Detroit Lions. You know, with Mike being a bit of a, of a fashion guy, wearing the throwback jerseys yep. and some bling in those post-game press conferences, he wants to wear the orange creamsicle jersey. And not just on the sidelines, right, without shoulder pads. He wants the full get-up, mm-hmm. the helmet, everything. He wants to be active for that game, and I'm sure he'll do everything he can to get back because they're going to need him. I mean, the the beauty of playing the Lions, Matt, next, this is a very hot team, a very good team. And, yeah, they're going to play the the Carolina Panthers next, probably keep the Panthers winless, add another win to their total. So they're going to be coming in 4-1 and to Raymond James Stadium. They're a formidable foe and and opponent. they're not as good as the Eagles, but they're better than the Saints. Yes. So this will be a very good measuring stick game for the Buccaneers in terms of where they stack up against teams that they will be contending with if they don't win the NFC South championship outright and have to get into the playoffs that way. If they've got to get in through a wild card, the Lions might be division winners themselves, but mm-hmm. they also might be in contention. They were in a wild card spot last year, missed it by one game. So this will be a really good test after the bye week for Tampa Bay. And that's why it's important, once again, that they keep stacking these wins against NFC teams. And granted, like they don't make the schedule. They've pretty much only, not even pretty much, they've only played NFC teams. So you can only play the opponent in front of you. But the way that it's all shaping out in the NFC, and yes, the Bucs want to win the division. That's obviously the main goal. Right. But at this point, at three and one, You have to reassess the expectations of this team, regardless of whether it was national expectations or expectations from local media like ourselves. This team is in a situation right now, regardless of what happens against Detroit, where even if they don't win the division, they are, as they put up the graphic, you know, on Sunday Night Football, in the hunt. They will be in the hunt as the season continues to go on. Now, they can't overlook Carolina because we all remember – what yeah. happened uh, last season when they were sure. a, a heavy, heavy favorite. But overall, you have to like what this team is bringing to the table each week. I think Todd Bowles said it best where he was like, listen, it's it's not pretty every single week. Have we made right. mistake, mistakes? Yes, absolutely. But we're tough, and when we play tough, we give ourselves a chance against anyone. So um, I, I think, especially speaking to Luke Gedeke today, yeah. Everyone just kind of believes in each other. They rally yeah. around each other. It's a little bit of us against the world when everyone doubted them and everyone wrote them off after Tom Brady left. And right. maybe they're they're kind of taking over the mantra of their new quarterback, Baker Mayfield, with that chip on his shoulder. But it's worked to a T with this team, and it really seems like whatever is thrown their way, and they've had a lot thrown their way yeah. already through four games, they've really been able to weather the storm quite well, including injuries. No, you're exactly right. And, you know, this this is a, a team that, that that believes in itself. And, and part of the job of a coach is, is there's three three main jobs that any coach has at any level, Pop Warner, high school, college, and pro on the football side. The first is you have to obviously know what you're talking about and, and, and implement a scheme that works, right? You have to make sure that you have the players to run your scheme, but part of it is scheming. It's studying the opponent, right? Coming up with the game plans and then calling on your players to execute them. The second phase is, is player development. Can you coach a player to become a better version of himself, right? We've seen what stagnant coaching has done 
sometimes it's it's kept players from reaching their true potential and getting the, the, the most out of their abilities. The third aspect, Matt, is belief, right? Um, do the players believe in the coach? Does the coach believe in them? That's a two-way street. It's a very yeah. important two-way street. And, and with belief, sometimes belief can make you play better than, than maybe you actually could or should, right? Mm -hmm. Belief is that, is that, um, that, that underdog realm that you, that you enter. And, 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 and that, that's what makes upsets happen, right? Is when you just believe you're going to beat the other team. Mm -hmm. And because if you go in without confidence, you're not going to play well and you're not going to win. And that's, that to me is one of the big things that Dave Canales has brought to this, this team is just the energy. And as, as long lost laser says, Canales' press conference are so refreshing and informative. Yeah. Loved his ball finds energy comment today and using basketball references of breaking towards the basket. Uh, he is an excellent communicator. He makes you believe and not just the players, the media too. Like we believe like in Dave Canales, yeah. right? It, it's sometimes it's easy to sit there and say, all right, well, it's, you're talking the talk and you walk the walk because at the end of the day, this is a performance based business, but there's something believable about Dave Canales and there's little insights that, that he kind of spews out there at us. Like, like the two that long lost leisure was referencing, you know, that's either really insightful for him to kind of make some of those teachable analogies, or he's a really good listener and he's absorbed from all of his mentors and he's retained some of the stuff that he can, spit out on his own and and impart that wisdom onto players and in this case the media and the fans too so you know it's early but so far dave canales has lived up to the hype oh without question and i think he's still getting better and better each week i mean he talked about he was answering a question that you asked him about just his overall self-assessment of what he thinks or how he's done yeah. so far and he was honest about um, a lot of different things that he had to say. But, yeah, I think he's a great communicator, and he understands that not every single person receives a message the same way, whether yeah. it's talking to Chris Godwin about something versus Rakim Jarrett. The yeah. message has to be different to every single person on this team to get everyone linked together and unified yeah. together. And that's why, I, as it goes on, when the communication is stronger and yeah. – there's just more of an understanding between everybody. I think that's why you saw the Bucks score their their most points of the season and the most points against the Saints by any team right. this season. It's no surprise that the further we go along, the more that this offense is gelling, whether or not Mike Evans is in the lineup because they scored their most points of the season and Mike Evans wasn't even there for the third and fourth quarter. So what does that say about this offense? They've obviously been able to... Yeah. Produce in many different ways, which has been great. Right. We have a uh, super chat from DP Buck 32. Thanks a lot for the five dollars super that. chat. DP Buck says, "Love the show. A plus for Canales yesterday. Love how he got the young receivers Tompkins and Palmer involved." Question: yeah. When does Kalijah Cansey come back? I think he comes back this for this next game. Uh, otherwise the, the bucks would have placed him on injured reserve. Cause you can, yeah. with the short term IR, I thought Dave, uh, or I should say Greg Allman asked that question or kind of made that point to Todd Bowles. This, this has kind of been kind of a wait and see injury, like a week by week kind of thing, but they had enough confidence that he'd be back right around this time, maybe for 
the game prior to the bye week or the game after the bye week. I think that was kind of the target, and that's why they didn't put him on injured reserve. So knowing that an extra week off, I have to think that he starts practicing next week after the bye, and then they see how he how he fares with that calf injury, and um, and hopefully he's ready to go because this Bucks pass rush is good. I think it could be great when you add him, even if he's not the driver of getting sacks himself. Yes. He will drive the quarterback, either flush him left or right towards JTS or towards Shaq Barrett. Or maybe it's a thing where, you know, he zooms up the field, forces the quarterback to to step up into the pocket and, and elude him. And all of a sudden, B to A is there for, you know, his fourth and a half sack this year. So. Uh, Absolutely, I, I'm, I'm going to be excited to see Kalijah Kansi's impact on this defense when he returns. Yeah, he played 11 snaps in week one, his only action ever in the NFL, including yeah. the preseason, and was still able to get a hit on the quarterback. And yeah, I do think his addition will help out everyone else, especially the outside linebackers, which Todd Bowles said that, you know, they're doing their job, but part of their job is getting sacks and everything like that. And they haven't necessarily done that just yet. Uh, I'll get to Paul's super chat in just a moment. Thank you very much, Paul, for it. Uh, But Bowles, as we mentioned, was asked about um, some of the players returning from the bye, uh, the players that were out, namely Kalisha Kansi and Jamel Dean. And he said, uh, I would hope so. We'll see how they progress this week. They have a week to get better and we'll reevaluate once the next week starts but we would hope to have a lot of people back by then. And then specifically asked about Kalijah Kansi and uh, his calf injury. He said, it's the kind of pain that's a tolerated type of deal. You want him 100%. He came back last time. He felt it a little bit. So you want to be a little more cautious this time. So he's essentially alluding to that. They're taking their time with Kalijah Kansi because they don't want that injury to flare up just yet. But let's get to Paul, yeah. a.k.a. Florida Dreamhouse's a $5 super chat. Thank you so much, Paul, who says first, my dubbing Matt, Maddie diamonds is catching on. It is Paul. It Thank is. you so much. Yeah. Cause you can't give yourself That's a great a nickname. nickname. So That's I right. That's awesome. Uh, great calls. Maddie diamond. Second, where are the Baker bashers <laughs> and Traskaholics? <laughs> They've disappeared. <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks again for, uh, for the shout out. My picks went four and three this week, including hitting yeah. the bucks and my props were like four and one. So my props mm-hmm. were fantastic as well. Um, as to the second part, I think people really like to nitpick on, oh, Baker made this one overthrow. I was even angry about it in, in the first quarter. He overthrew Chris Godwin on the first drive. But Baker stays with it. He does it gritty. He rushes right. for first downs. He had three touchdowns passing in the game. Haters going to hate, but uh, yep. you know Baker's going to keep doing his thing. At the same time, it, it's a long season, right? And, and uh we saw what what an injured David Carr was, what Derek Carr was relegated to yesterday, yeah. right? It was he was relegated to checkdowns. The Bucks and I, I talked to one of the higher ups last night after the game and said we wanted to face Derek Carr. We didn't, we didn't want to face Jameis Winston. Not that they were we're not afraid of Winston, but yeah, if they're going to trot out a limited Derek Carr, sure, why not? Like, yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah, you want to do that, and we know you're going to check it down all day long to Camara. We'll rally and tackle. That's fine. And um, I asked uh, another Bucks insider of mine. I said, so I haven't had a chance to watch the All 22 yet. Who was responsible for holding Chris Alabe to one catch for four yards? Was it Zion McCollum? Was it Carlton Davis? Was it Christian Isian? Or was it all three? You know what the answer was? 
Derek Carr. Derek Carr is the one who <laughs> held Chris Olave to one catch for four yards, right? Yeah, Olave so, seemed open at times. Like even James's yeah. interception, it was just underthrown by James, and that's yeah. why D Delaney got the pick. I mean, shout out to D for the play. But yeah, I'm with yeah. you. Olave had some moments. He was open on that big play to to that Antoine Winfield Jr. broke up right. as well, but the throw just wasn't there. Yeah, so um, you know that's. That that's part of it is when you're facing a quarterback like that that gets injured, you know, the performance drops. And so, as as much as I want to, you know, pencil in Baker Mayfield for the Pro Bowl, like Geno Smith had last yeah. year in the same offense in in Seattle, it's setting up to where this could be the same path that Baker's taking that Geno Smith took, four thousand yards, first Pro Bowl as a journeyman quarterback, right, age thirty two. We just have to wait and see, right? I mean, Baker got hurt yesterday. He was yeah. able to game through it so, and all that. But, but you know, one injury and all of a sudden, you know, ask the Cleveland Browns about the 2021 Baker Mayfield. Not as good yeah. as the 2020 version. So I love this version of Baker. Got to stay healthy and finish the season strong. But, yeah, he's so far so great. Scott, I'm 100% with you. First of all, I mentally prepared – for Kyle Trask to come into the game after he got, yeah. after Baker got hit and folded like an accordion on the touchdown to Kate yeah. Otten. Um, I think there's reason to be concerned. I love the way that Baker plays, but yeah. he's proven it himself. That's not necessarily a sustainable way to play quarterback and play all 17 games. There right. is proof in the pudding that Baker has gotten injured before. And when can he fully recover? How long does that take? That remains to be seen, but I, I'm not trying to put it out there, but I wouldn't be right. shocked if we see someone else playing quarterback for the Bucs this season because of uh, an injury. But we have another super chat to get to. Yeah. Shout out to Sean. Thank you for the 999 super chat who says, hey, PR, do you buy Canales' explanation for moving Vaughn up the depth chart? Or do you think that Tucker was relegated to third string due to his performance? Before we answer that, we actually have – Dave Canales' answer about what he saw from Keyshawn Vaughn. Right. So why not play it since we Let's have Let's do it. The number two back instead of Sean Tucker. And yeah. it looked like, you know, for a minute there, like he was going to get as many opportunities as Rashad did. Yeah, um, playing, you know, who's been around you know, playing against the Saints longer than Sneak, you know, as far as in the backfield goes. So he's got the experience. This is a really good defense. They do a lot of cool things, whether it's first, second, or third down in some of the packaging. Um, and we felt like Sneak gave us the best opportunity that if they did do something exotic, he would have the eyes that has seen it. You know, um, if they did something in the run game, he'd be able to find his way through those things. And, um, and I thought he did a great job, you know, in the role that he played. Whether it was a big third down conversion to Chris Godwin late in the game or the touchdown to Devin Tompkins, uh, the offense continuously showed up in, in big moments. Can you speak about them just showing up when it was most clutch and needed? Yeah, I mean, you know, it starts up front. So we're, we're, what we're learning about our offensive line is it's a really good pass-protecting group. They got us a couple times. That happens to everybody. Um, but they continue to show us their ability to do that. So it starts there. But then Baker, you know, just making great decisions, you know, and they got us on a – they got us on a um, – they got us on a penalty on one ball, didn't quite get to the line of scrimmage, you know. But his, his decision-making process has been so good. The confidence is growing for the group. For 
<laughs> you fans want it. Look at you. you. Wow. You're, you're looking at the clock. You're saying, okay, enough Dave Canales. We won roll call in this victory Monday. Roll call. Where are you at, Peter people? Let's get to it, Matt. Once you put the names up, I got a little bit of a rant. I can All right. I love it. Yeah, start right. putting uh, your location where you're watching from, and we will throw it on the screen, starting, out, starting off with uh, Gary Buff. All right, so my little rant today is about uh, you know one of the least popular people in Tampa Bay. Um, not with every Buccaneer fan, but you guys might know him. This guy right here, Todd Bowles, right? Uh, dead man walking, coach on the hot seat, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Let's just tank for Caleb Williams and uh, and get this guy out of here. Get a real coach. We want an offensive minded play calling coach rather than a defensive minded coach. Those guys aren't in fashion anymore. Well, I'll just say this, folks. Do you remember when the Buccaneers simply could not beat the New Orleans Saints? Just couldn't beat him, right? This guy right here, Todd Bowles, he's beaten him three straight times. Now, granted, the Saints are not nearly as formidable as they they were when Drew Brees was the uh, quarterback and, of course, the Hall of Famer that he is. But here's the thing. It still takes defense to win championships, right? Matter of fact, the Bucs only have two Super Bowl championships. And I think the defense played really well in both of those, right? Yeah. If it wasn't the three pick sixes in the five interceptions in the 2002 Super Bowl, then maybe you like the fact that Patrick Mahomes and that high-flying Chiefs offense was held out of the end zone in a 31-9 to win in Super Bowl 55 in 2020. Well, Todd Bowles knows that in order to have a good season. You know, you, you've got to make the playoffs. And, of course, winning the division will get you in the playoffs. That's something Tampa Bay has done twice now. Todd Bowles' mastery of the New Orleans Saints, we need to pause and kind of admire this because the Saints for the longest time have been the bully on the block. Now Bowles is the bully on the block. Todd Bowles is the guy that, that has the Saints number, and it's showing up. The last four games that the Bucs have played the Saints, and I say four because it's important to point out that they lost to the Saints in 2021 at home in a 9 to nothing game. Remember that? Chris Godwin remembers that. He tore his ACL. Mike Evans was knocked out of that game as well, and so was Leonard Fournette. It was a bloodbath for the Buccaneers. But keep in mind that Tampa Bay's defense only allowed the Saints to score nine points in that game. And then the next year in 2022, what well, we saw what happened in, in week two, the Bucs beat the Saints 20 to 10. And then they came back to beat him at Raymond James Stadium, 17 to 16, with Rashad White scoring the game-winning touchdown with just seconds left. Now it's 26 to 9. So the important thing, if you're Todd Bowles, is the second number in each one of those statements. The 10 points that the Saints scored in week two last year, the 16 points that the Saints scored in the second rematch game in 2022, or the nine points that they scored yesterday. This team, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, it's Todd Bowles' team, and he wants to score more points. He wants to have an offense that scores more than 18 points per game. That's why he hired Dave Canales, right? He doesn't want a conservative type of approach. Look at Canales yesterday. Colin end arounds to Devin Tompkins for 11 yards, wide receiver passes from Chris Godwin to Trey Palmer, not to mention 
a little bit of an exotic formation, lining up Luke Gedeke, the yeah. right tackle, at left tackle, next to left tackle Tristan Wirfs. He's really a big tight end in that situation. But just thinking outside the box, this is what Todd Bowles implored Byron Leftwich to do last year. He implored him to do that during the offseason. Hey, the Arians playbook is good, but it's also old. Look around the league. Mm-hmm. Steal, borrow from the best, right? Look at college football. Think outside the box. Byron Lipich didn't do that, much to Todd Bowles' dismay. What are we seeing Dave Canales do? Bring innovation, ingenuity, some fresh ideas, some fresh plays, a little trickeration, some misdirection. Oh, and by the way, he's also incorporating what Mike McDaniels is doing down there in Miami and Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan is doing out west in San Francisco with that pre-snap quick motion with yep. your fastest receivers. We've seen Devin Tompkins do that and Trey Palmer as well. Anything to gain an edge over your opponent. And that's why Todd Bowles has hands off with Dave Canales. He knows yeah. that he's got a guy that's an outside-the-box thinker. He trusts him. And he's focusing on his side of the ball while Dave Canales is focusing on his. So far, it's been a great match. Three and one record, no sign of Todd Bowles being on the hot seat. Again, it's early. We'll see how yeah. it finishes. But so far, so great for Todd Bowles, his defense, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Todd Bowles showing why he's a defensive mastermind. And it kind of goes back to his press conference last week where he's like, I'm not going to be over the shoulder of Dave Canales telling him what to do. Yeah. I'm going to let him be the offensive coordinator. And Bowles even said today, we have the video, I'll play it in a second, when asked about everything that Canales did with the motion. And by the way, it's multiple guys in motion too. It's not just Evan Tompkins. Chris Goblin right. went in motion a bunch of times. Even yep. Mike Evans went in motion That's right. uh, here and there when he was in the game. But Bowles said that he loves it, what Dave Canales is doing with just throwing so many different things at the opponent. Man, I love it. It's important to keep teams off balance when you got them on the run. I want to do the same things over and over again. It keeps everybody interested. Everybody can touch the ball on offense. It makes everybody want to play harder, play faster, and it's motivational. And, you know, he did a good job calling it. And Dave Canales spoke about it, too. So let's hear from the man that we call the human Celsius. Yeah, I mean, it's fun for sure. You know, to that point, you know, the guys do enjoy that. You know, as, as long as they're a part of the play, because, again, that's a lot of mileage, you know, for – um, if we aren't giving them, you know, an opportunity for the ball. Um, but, you know, I think in a drive like that against a defense like this, you know, I just wasn't going to try to make it this like, you know, macho, you know, mono and mono type of things. There's ways to do that. Make them work. And I think coming out of the first three games, I just felt like, you know, maybe I wasn't trying hard enough to just get first downs, make yards while we're learning the core of our system while we're trying to learn the fundamental blocking schemes um, that we got to get good at the reads for the backs. You know, we talk a lot about the rhythm of the backs over the last couple of weeks, um, but the combos up front, we have to be able to practice all that. But while we're getting those things, try harder to get first downs, try harder to make yards. And I was happy about that uh, yesterday. Shout out to Salty Buccaneer. Thank you very much for the $1.99 super chat. It says three and one, we have a quarterback. Enough said that they do. But you heard me call Dave Canales the human Celsius. That's right. That's a great time to remind everybody that Celsius is the presenting sponsor of the Pewter Report podcast. 
Uh, there's so many great flavors. The Cosmic Vibe is the newest one, but you can't go wrong with any of them. I had the Strawberry Lemonade yesterday. You see the Sparkling Lemon Lime on there. Arctic Vibe is my personal favorite. There is no sugar. There's no post-energy drink crash or jitters that you might get with another product out there. So if you want to try out Celsius and you haven't before and you want to know where to find one, that's totally cool. That's actually great and encouraged. Um, go to the Celsius store locator on their website, punch in your address, and it'll tell you the closest location where you can pick one up. Whether that's your local Walmart, Target, convenience store, health and fitness store, or your potentially Bodega. owned by Bodega. <laughs> As Scott Jack says, Yaya's restaurant in a bodega, Jamaica. I saw that during <laughs> uh, I saw that during uh, roll call. But once, awesome. uh, once you know you love Celsius and you want to get more, that's when you do the subscribe and save. Going over to Amazon, get that variety pack. Because variety is the spice of life. You can have it sent to your residence whenever you want. Could be a week, quarterly, monthly, yearly. You set the tempo. You set the tone on your own terms. Um, just make sure you drink in Celsius energy drinks. Make Celsius your number one pick. The official energy drink of the Peter Report podcast. You know it's awesome, right? It's like when you order Celsius with the subscribe and save, you save money, and then yep. Amazon brings it to your door. It's it's like. It's like you get you get to schedule your own Christmas, man. It's like yeah. <laughs> you get you get like a present, like ooh, my my box of Celsius is here, you know. So good stuff, uh, Celsius. Uh, can't live without it. We have a couple super chats to yeah. get to. This one was so, first yeah. here. Thank you to Matthew. Great name with the yeah. two dollars super chat. Who says thirty six likes, two hundred eighty six watching. Let's help hydrate. Hit the like button. Yeah, please do. Yep. Please like. Uh, subscribe to this YouTube channel, like the page. It helps out with our followers and uh, all the stuff with our YouTube channel. So please go ahead and uh, like and subscribe. And we got a 1999 super chat from Donta Mason. Thank you so much, Donta, who says, "I uh, hi guys, I love the show. What uh, hate all the sports talk shows? Had the box at one and three. Boy, were they wrong. LFG fire the cannons with a number of." cannonballs yeah thanks for yeah. the comment thank you for the super chat we tried to tell you guys that this team was going to be better than what yeah. most people think and we're not just blowing smoke we're not just being like right. hey everything's great with the bucks everything's yeah. fantastic no this team clearly has issues and when they go up against the bills and they go up against the yeah. 49ers we're probably going to sit here and say it's going to be very dicey for this team but yeah. in these coin flip type of games these right. you know winnable matchups the yeah. bucks have to take advantage of it and through three coin flip games, in my opinion. Yeah. They're three and oh. <laughs> you have yeah. to be ecstatic about that. Yeah, when you have a plus seven turnover margin, and that's what the Bucks are at right now, right? That's that's playing really good football. You're protecting it on the offensive side. You're going to take it away on the defensive side. And uh, you know, through through uh, the first four games last year, the Bucks had 10 takeaways on defense, Matt, and they have 10 now. But the difference yeah. is they only gave it away three times as opposed mm -hmm. to five times last year. And those, those turnovers, man, especially you saw real quick, right? How that forced fumble, fumble recovery by Antoine Winfield just turned into a touchdown, right? He gave the Buccaneers a second chance, their offense, a second chance. And, and man, it, it, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was a quick touchdown. I loved how they didn't settle for the field goal down there. They, they got aggressive, went for the touchdown, and and that's that's nice to see this this kind of go for the jugular approach. I mean, Dave Canales is a nice guy. He wants to kill you on Sundays, man. Like he's he does. You know, he, he dials it up. He, yeah, he dials it up, and he goes 
for for broke. Uh, he wants to win. Um, you know, and I, I appreciate his aggressive coaching style. And I think as he gets more comfortable and knows the strengths and weaknesses better yes. uh, of not just the players and how they fit into this scheme, but also his own tendencies. Um, I, I think he's only going to be more effective, more aggressive, yeah. and and more dangerous as a play caller as the season goes on. They're not playing scared, which I think is super yeah. important because you see that a lot from teams. They build the lead, and you know they just want to run it, run it, run it, or, or be conservative. They're not playing scared at all, and I think that was best proved by you know throwing it again after yeah. through that interception and the Devin Tompkins touchdowns because like the like the Chargers, for example. Why do teams always come back against the Chargers? At least right. Because probably in crunch time, they're not doing what they need to do. But no, the Bucks always stay aggressive. And to your point, I think they'll be even better as this team is more comfortable with each other, at least on offense. We got another super chat from uh, Paul, a.k.a. Florida Dreamhouse. Thank you, Paul, for the $5 uh, super chat, who says, uh, this super chat is for Celsius. <laughs> Prior to him last Thursday while vacationing. It was the, in all caps, real deal. Orange is the truth. Yeah. I agree with you more. Well said. The first flavors I had, and I instantly became a huge fan of it. So don't sleep on the OG. The orange is great. Yeah, it really is. I I, I go with orange about 80% of the time, especially in the morning, and I love it. I implore everyone in in the Bucks next game, two weeks from now, have an orange Celsius on game day because they're going to be rocking the cream school. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um. Crafty Chris, a.k.a. Izian, is my favorite sleeper player on the team. Yeah, he's he's a great dude, too. We actually uh, got in the know, Chris. We're going to have him on the Peter Report podcast sooner rather than later. He wants to come on. So he's a really good interview. We enjoy talking with him. Uh, one of the, the cool, new, fresh faces yeah. that, uh, that, that the Bucks have on the team. And there'll be some more new faces next year for sure. Scott, I'm confident we have our right guard left tackle and right tackle of the future, but interior O-line help is a must this offseason. Yeah, um, I think Robert Hainsey's best attribute, and I I think Luke Gedeke pointed this out today for us, Matt, is, is he calls Hainsey the root of the tree, right? He, he, he gets He makes the correct line calls. And so I think that is a big reason why, why Hainsey is still in the lineup, even though he's not playing – the best football he's probably the weak link as as josh capo has pointed out i agree with that i think that at, if you're ranking the offensive lineman in tampa bay from one to five you have yeah. tristan Wirfs one lou getticky two who who would thought we would have said right that? <laughs> yeah but hanesy is number five right so yeah th- that's a position they're probably going to have to address not that hanesy is going to be cut he's under contract next year he'll be in a contract year but you gotta add some competition there for the bucks uh, center position. It, it is. It has been a noticeable drop off from Pro Bowl level, healthy Ryan Jensen to Robert Hainsey. Yeah, and that's kind of the one spot on the offensive line where if something happens to Hainsey, you're kind of like, ah, what do they do next? Obviously, you got Nick Leverett in there, but don't love what he does at center versus what he does at offensive guard. So, right. Yeah, set, um draft. Draft prep next year is definitely uh, we'll be we'll be hitting the interior offensive lineman pretty hard. Yeah. Well, speaking of hitting, um, you know we've we've got uh, a comment here. Oh, I just saw it. I just had it queued up, and then it, it escaped me. So um, I'll find it. But go ahead. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much that was the last thing I wanted to say was that they just, they're going to be looking at oh, here the, it is. Uh, interior offensive line. What do you got for me? Uh, well, sometimes, you know, there, there's no super chat here, uh, and that's okay, Luke. We're not going to request a super chat every time we put your comment up here. But um, sometimes we, we listen to what our pewter people tell us to do, whether they want us to answer a question or give an opinion about something. And sometimes it's play a commercial. So we're going to do that. We're going to roll the financial, the Immuni financial tape. Let's go to Colorado. At Immuni Financial, we help you live in the now. Congratulations. We're so happy Thank for you. you. Thank you. And even though the now may feel very different, you still need to plan for the future. How's retirement treating you? Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track so you can still prepare for tomorrow, today. Aim Uni Financial. Plan ahead. Stay ahead. I'm not going to Colorado this week, but I'm going to Bozeman, Montana on Wednesday. Very I'm excited. Cool. Appreciate cool. the the intro there, Luke. Yeah, we're happy to help out. Um Listen, folks, if you want a vacation, if you want to retire somewhere nice, whether it's the mountains of Montana or the, the sunny Gulf Shore of, of, uh, of St. Petersburg or Clearwater, Florida, you need to make sure that you have the right financial investor in your corner. You've got to have the right financial team on your side. And managing your family's wealth means more to Muni Financial than simply allocating your assets. It means legacy planning, brokerage in advisory services, retirement accounts, college savings accounts, and insurance services. Folks, they've got over 40 years of experience here in the Tampa Bay area, but they can help anybody in the Tampa Bay area, in the state of Florida, or across the United States of America. So if you, even if you're out of state, give them Uni Financial a call. Give them a call at 1-800-868-6864 or visit them on the web at immuni.com. And find out why I've picked Immuni Financial to be the financial planner for me with the vast majority of my assets because they do a great job. Get to know David and Mark and, and the whole team over there. Bunch of great people that have uh, that will put together the winning game plan for you when it comes to your finances. Again, visit them on the web at Immuni.com, Immuni Financial. Got a uh, comment from Cartier Walker, Pewter and Red, who said, I know Mark Cook would be proud of this team uh, with a couple of emojis. It says, fight, fight, hunt, resilience. Yeah. I could see Mark being like, hmm, a baker and a cook residing in the Tampa area. Everyone can still function <laughs> together. Right. I don't know. He'd have some type of uh, little joke about that. For sure. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, he, he would also do a What's Cooking episode with Baker. Yes. A Mayfield. That, that would be like off the chain, too. So, yeah, I miss that guy every day. There, there, not a day that doesn't go by that I don't think about Mark Cook. And whether yeah. it's whether it's the Knowles doing really well or They're the Buccaneers great. with their resurgence here. I mean, he's he's up there. Uh, when he's not watching football, he's jamming with Jimmy Buffett and Elvis Presley. Yes, and John Lennon. Guys from and, Skinner. Yeah, Lennon. yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's he's having a blast with with the the best seats in the house. We miss him. Yes, uh, we'll time. we'll we'll all be together one day. Yeah, yeah, definitely miss uh, Mark. But thank you very much for the uh, the comment. Let's get to um, a couple of the videos that we got going <laughs> on. Peter, yeah, I saw that before from Chris. <laughs> This is true. G Vegas says ad reads, keep the podcast going. That's true. Yeah. We, yes. we, um, we, we love, we love doing this for you, you Peter people. We also love feeding our families too. So that's, they, they have to go hand in hand. So we appreciate it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Todd Bowles said yesterday after the game, he said, we're morphing into a physical football team. And yeah. I was curious if he meant like specifically the offensive line or the defensive line, if there was a key moment. But uh, it's really about just in general the toughness of this team. A physical team. So I'm just curious if there's a specific area where you notice it most, whether it's a position group or a moment over the past couple of games. I don't think it was a position group. I think it's the team as a whole. You know, we played, we're, we're, we've been playing tough. We've made mistakes, no question about it. We've been playing tough and we give ourselves a chance. We clean up the mistakes, we got a chance to be a decent team. And then I really admired what Dave Canals had to say. Uh, another question that you asked, Scott, uh, about how he would kind of grade himself through these first four games, what mm-hmm. he needs to work on, what he's liked, other things that he wants to implement more. And um, I think a lot of people will take a lot from, from his answer. Who does this? But you're also learning about yourself as a play caller. Through yeah. four games, where do you see yourself wanting to or needing to improve as the season goes on for the bye week? Yeah, uh, just the the run game flow, you know, just understanding what the defensive plan is to try to take away, you know, some of our our core runs and being able to make a transition in the run game better. That's, I think, my biggest growth curve. Um, I've watched coordinators get really good at that. You know, I was with Brian Schottenheimer, um, you know, Shane Waldron, uh, Daryl Bevel before that. And that's something that they would kind of grow through in the first couple drives and by the second quarter, they're kind of like, I see what they're trying to do here. And then you see some really like some chunk runs happen because of these adjustments. And I just feel like that's a place where, you know, I haven't quite wrapped my brain around yet. Um, and then, you know, situationally, just, uh, you know, learning in the red zone, just the, the balance of run and pass there that can continue, you know, as you go through it. And I think we've done a better job in the last couple of weeks being more balanced down there instead of I get so excited you know, to throw Chris and Mike touchdowns when we get inside the 15, you know, that you can't forget, like, best red zone teams every year are the ones that run the ball for touchdowns in the red zone as well. So, um, and then that opens things up, you know, for the whole offense when you can be balanced all the way down. Who is this guy? Who does this? Who's that transparent up there in a press conference like that? It's crazy. Like, his his self-awareness and self-confidence is just – it's stunning to me. It, it just is. Um, it, yeah, it, he's he's not afraid to like. I think there's certain like Bowles is this to a degree where it's like I don't want to say anything because it could give an advantage to the opponent. Yeah, or something like that. I think that comes a lot with with injuries where pulling right. teeth to just be like, is this guy out on Friday? Like when, when we're talking to him. Yeah. Uh, but Canals is like, nah. This is what needs to do better. This is where we're great. Like if you could stop it, hats off to you. Yeah, I mean, it just it's it's refreshing, especially after years of, of Byron left, which you would kind of take offense, to tough questions, you know. You think and, I need to get better as an offensive? Like that's how he would yeah. respond to that. Like he would laugh yeah. it off and be like, well, "Yeah, it, we're pretty good." Oh, that's just fantasy football stuff, right? It's yeah. like, no, these are real analytics. We're 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 asking you some real analytical questions that are based in rooted in facts and statistics. And oh, that's fantasy football stuff. Yeah. So it's no. it's refreshing to get the unvarnished truth. And it's it's like totally truth. It's yeah. like. There's no false pretenses. He's a very intent listener, too, which I think is great. And then he'll also go on his own tangents, which is kind of fun sometimes, too. Yep.
Uh, appreciate the $5 super chat uh, here from yeah. Shaggy. Thank I you, was Shaggy. given a gnome in Buck's gear for Father's Day. I named him Cookie. That's awesome. Very Mark cool. Oak would love that. Mark Oak yeah. would be laughing his ass off right now. So yes, he would. That's good stuff. Yeah, I appreciate that a ton. Uh, some other good stuff. Uh, I see some people in the comments. <laughs> Analytics equals no logic. Uh, no logic. No I saw logic. some people, again, uh, you know, saying that they won some money with uh, my picks on Peter yeah. Picks Props, which was great. Of course, that show, which will be back again on Friday, even yep. though the Bucks aren't playing, mm -hmm. I will be making some NFL picks. So if you watch the rest of the games this week, I know I will be. I'm going to be doing my picks on Friday for Peter Picks and Props. But, of course, that's brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. you got to get involved with their Pick'em game. It's the funnest single fantasy player game that you can get involved with. You just pick the higher or lower on a various number of stats for whatever players you want to choose. You have to pick between two and five players, and the more picks you make, the more money that you can win. So whether it's passing yards for a quarterback, rushing yards for a running back, Whatever it is, the more picks you make, the more you can win, uh, which is super fun. But you also should think about the insurance because if you make four picks and three of the four hit with no insurance, you don't win anything. If you do the insurance, you would still walk away with more money in your pocket if you hit three out of the four. So Underdog Fantasy, use that promo code Pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R. Ton of fun games to play from the Pick'em to the Rivals. A lot of in-game tournaments. And check out Underdog Fantasy and check out Peter Picks and Props if you want to yep. keep winning because I keep winning. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Plant City math for the win, as Krista Proxington says. Uh, yeah, man. It's it, Listen, um, the, the cool thing about Underdog Fantasy, and this, this is not part of the, the ad read, just my personal experience here is, is I, I'm not a huge fantasy football person. I love to set it and forget it. And of course that, that time's yes. come and gone. That ship has sailed. That's before the season. So, I mean, I I'm saddled with Aaron Rodgers for the rest of the year, even though he's not playing, right? He's one of my quarterbacks, but Hey, you know, I also got Josh Allen. So I'm, I'm not too bad, but what's even more fun than the traditional fantasy football is the pickums. Yes. Uh, I love the pickum. I love, you know, that little guess game of, of, you know, is Rashad White going to rush for more than 45 yards, et cetera? Is Mike going to have more than five catches? Yeah. It's so much fun. And honestly, I enjoy that part of underdog fantasy even more than I do best ball mania and some of the other games. They're great. I'm not knocking them. But this is like a fresh chance to play a new game every single week as as the, the NFL week rolls on, Matt. Yeah, I, I'm in full agreement with you, especially if it's two teams you don't care about. Like, if you're an NFL fan, you're probably yeah. watching Monday Night Football tonight right. between the Giants and the Seahawks. So you might have a hunch like, ah, I think Geno Smith is going to ball out tonight. Or I think Daniel Jones is going to run, uh, have a rushing touchdown. You can go to Underdog Fantasy and put those props in and win some money if, if you got that. <laughs> This Maddie Diamond nickname has really caught on, man. It's great. Yeah. Maddie Diamond's making the immunity financial advisors working overtime. I love that. By the way, have to give a shout out to uh, Narav who just had that comment because yeah. he had a comment yesterday during the Peter Game Day show. It was when we were all hyping up Antoine Winfield Jr. for the great game that he yeah. had. Yeah. And he said uh, Antoine Celsius Winfield Jr. saying <laughs> Celsius, which I could not agree with more because he's yeah. uh, he energizes that defense. Yeah. Well, this is awesome too. 
Uh, Paul, a.k.a. Florida Dreamhouse, one of our big super chatters, has this to say. Peter Report has us covered. They brought us Celsius to keep us energized and healthy, a Muni Financial to get us wealthy for retirement, and the Eric Gross Group Realtors <laughs> to spread the, the wealth on a new home in Florida. And that reminds me, the Creamsicle Game's up next, and our friends over at the Eric Gross Group have got uh, a quite a little uh, contest, not really a contest, but like an enter to win, a raffle, if you will. Uh, if you want a creamsicle bucks Jersey, why not get one for free? Right? Well, that's all you have to do is, is go to the Eric gross group Facebook page and like it, and then leave a comment. It could be go Tampa Bay, be Detroit, uh, pewter report, whatever you want. And that will enter you into the raffle and the winner will be drawn for a creamsicle Tampa Bay Jersey, uh, player of your choosing size of your choosing. On October 14th, 2023. Now, you're not going to have it in time for the game, but it's in the spirit of the Bucks' next game, which is that throwback game. And uh, Eric Gross is not old enough to be a throwback type guy like me. But one thing that I do know about him is he is a seasoned veteran when it comes to real estate. That's why the Eric Gross Group are the official realtors of Peter Report. Eric knows that it takes a full team effort to win a football game, just like it takes a full team effort to win in real estate. As a Tampa native whose father was stationed at the McDill Air Force Base, he knows this area like the back of his hand. He and his team have the market knowledge, the top-notch communication, and the commitment to excellent service that sets them apart. Whether you're looking to buy a house in the state of Florida coming from out of state, or maybe you're moving around the state, or maybe you're leaving the great state of Florida, Eric Gross and the Eric Gross Group can help you with both transactions, buying that new house and selling your current one. So, it's the one-stop shop for all your real estate needs. Their clients are not just transactions. They're lifelong friends. Don't let the stress of buying or selling a home keep you out of the game. Visit housesinfla.com. That's housesinfla.com. And let Eric Gross and the Eric Gross Group take the pressure off buying or finding a house to buy or sell. And make sure that you're visiting the Eric Gross Group Facebook page, hitting like and leaving a comment to be registered to win a Tampa Bay cream sickle jersey. Yeah, shout out Eric Gross Group. Why not? Why not get involved, get a chance to win a uh, free cream sickle jersey? It's gonna, I'm so excited. Like, I'm happy for the Bucks. They have a week off. They can get healthy, though. Luke Gedeke didn't sound too happy about having uh, having off uh, this weekend, but despite the fact that he is a little banged up. And I know I spoke to Pat O'Connor recently. He was like, ah, oh, like, because we have like 13 games in a row after that or whatever it is. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the healthy guys are happy with it, but the are, are not happy with it. But the uh, the injured guys might be a little bit. Yeah. Um, Pam Jordan <laughs> owned <laughs> by Luke. All damn game. Yeah. Uh, Cam Jordan. He was running his mouth a lot. And like I, I told you guys on the pewter game day pregame show, that little clip of him kind of dissing the Bucks, saying this is not a rivalry between New Orleans and Tampa Bay. It made the rounds at uh, at the, the yeah. event health training facility with the Bucks. That they they watched that. They weren't really happy about it. Um, so, I feel uh, like uh, Cam Jordan's a little bit more about getting headlines now than you know yeah. making plays in, in the game. Yeah, well, and I I think that he's you know he's a uh, he's past his prime. He's still a good player. He's not the great dominant player that he was. And mm -hmm. I think the numbers show that. I mean, four tackles yesterday. 
you know, he didn't get completely shut out by Luke Gedeke. I think, you know, he won a couple of, of battles, but Gedeke won the war. And that's the most yes. important thing. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, that was something I think that was fully on display on the touchdown by Devin Tompkins. That was probably the best pass blocking foray that uh, Tampa Bay had this season from the, the, the guys up front. And if that's obviously New Orleans isn't the same defensive front that they once were. Um it doesn't hold as high, but you know, it's still, still a great performance. Uh, you Peter people bring in the heat today and we are here for it. Uh, Daniel King, leave cam Jordan alone. He has had it hard enough being only able to show off his collection of NFC South championship t-shirts. That's right. Four straight <laughs> NFC South championship t-shirts and hats. That's all yeah. that cam Jordan has to show for it. He didn't even have a, a Super Bowl appearance, right? I mean, was he no. on the, no, he was after, Drew Brees and the Saints won in what 2006? Is that right? Yeah, whenever they right. beat the Colts. I guess he was on that team when the Saints got. Was he on that team when the Saints got screwed over by the Rams? Like with oh, like, and, and the Vikings in back to back years at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was. Yes, he was on both yeah. of those teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't uh, didn't work out too well. So, but yeah. that's okay. I mean, he's got beignets and really good coffee down there, and yeah. hurricanes and. The drinks, not the actual storms. Yeah, and yeah. Say, like yeah. Tampa yeah. is also susceptible to hurricanes. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm just saying, like the drinks, you know, Bourbon Street, right? Mm-hmm. Still have a good time down there. Just you know, not going to win the NFC South this year, or any time yeah. in the near future. And see, that, that's the thing, folks. It's like the Saints. We talked about it on the Pewter pregame show, Matt. The Saints mortgaged so much of their future, right? That they couldn't bring back a lot of their defensive players. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only guy returning on the defensive line, aside from Cam Jordan, is Carl Granderson, who was a backup edge rusher, who's now a starter because Marcus Davenport left. Yeah. And Trey Hendrickson left before him. And, you know, the, so I think they kind of put it on Dennis Allen saying, well, you're a good defensive coordinator. You'll figure it out. But all, all of his star players are old, aging players. Tyron Matthew, right? Marshawn Lattimore, who did nothing yesterday. Yeah. Demario Davis, who's getting to be a shell of his former self. Cam Jordan, yeah. right? Where where is the young up and coming star on that Saints defense? He's not there. And then you've got a quarterback who you gave what one hundred and fifty million dollars to, or whatever the number was, yeah. sixty million guaranteed, and Derek Carr, who is not even the best quarterback in the NFC South, plus an offensive line that has struggled this season, plus yeah. a running back that's. Let's face it, he's getting up there in age. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he ain't getting any younger. Plus an injury-prone Michael Thomas. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and their starting tight end right now is Jimmy Graham after yep. Juwan Johnson got hurt in the game. So, yep. not looking great for the New Orleans Saints. No, I, the arrow's not pointing up for the Saints. And uh, and I would not be surprised if, if in time the Carolina Panthers will be contenders before yeah. – the the New Orleans Saints and I'm with you, Matt. I'm not really loving what I'm seeing in Atlanta either. I'm not saying I think Atlanta's not gonna... good if they can figure yeah. out the quarterback situation. Right, but that's a huge if. The Bucks dealt with yeah. that for a very long time, so oh, it, yeah. you know it's not just going to happen by the snap of a finger. Yeah, Pete Carmichael really let Jameis throw an interception on his first play. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jameis, the gift that keeps on giving. So yeah. he that's was good open. stuff. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, we have thoroughly enjoyed this Victory Monday. Uh, yes, we, we appreciate have. all the participation, all the super chats. Matt, w- I was too busy ranting. I couldn't see a bunch, but we have some international folks as well, right? Denmark was in the house. Or- yeah, Denmark was in there. We usually 
we got people from all over, which is yeah. which is uh, truly truly great. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of different places in the United States as well. So yeah. Jamaica down there in a bodega with yeah. Yaya Diaby. Yeah, that had well, Britain in cool. the house, had England yeah. in the house. So yeah, yeah that's so awesome, good. folks. Uh, we want you to stay glued to PeterReport.com during the bye week. We're going to have a lot of stories. A lot of content is is on the way. I've already seen some of the stories in the hopper. Uh, it, it's going to be a fun week, even though there's no games. So just bask in, in Victory Monday. Make it Victory Tuesday. Make it Victory Wednesday. Speaking of Wednesday, right? Uh, yeah. Who doesn't want more Luke Gedeke? Well, we've got it. We've got the most improved Bucks in 2023. And Gedeke is probably that guy, right, on the offensive side. Whoops, there we go. He is, he's, there we go. There we go. Okay. He is the guy on the offensive side of the ball. And I think you can say that Zion McCollum, probably that guy on the defensive side of the ball. But we're going to talk about the most improved Bucks. Well, I'm not. I'm going to be in Montana. But Matt <laughs> is going to be talking about it. Uh, yeah, Victory Week. Let's just call it Victory Week. Why not? Let's just victory have some fun. Week. <laughs> we got podcasts coming up on Wednesday and Thursday yep. to uh, to tickle your Bucks fancy. And uh, was that dirty, what I just said? Maybe not. I don't know. It wasn't meant to be. It sounded a little dirty when I was saying it, but yeah, uh, it's it's some good clean humor. But exactly. we've got content galore. There'll be a new SRS Fab Five on Friday. Um, we, we've got some great stories, so hang with us this week. Even though there's no game on Sunday to preview, uh, we're gonna have a lot of build up into a very very big 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 creamsicle game, Bucks and Lions, in just less than two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Still a lot of great stuff to come up from the Bucks. So in the meantime, if you're not already doing so, please follow us on our social media on X, Facebook, Instagram, and Threads. We are at Pewter Report, and then our YouTube channel is Pewter Report TV, where we have all different types of content from the podcast, the different stuff from practice and press conferences and all that fun stuff. So please like and subscribe to this channel. Help more people find PeterReport.com. Help us grow our YouTube channel. Excuse okay. me. But that's going to do it for us on today's show. Until Wednesday, for Scott Reynolds, who will be in Montana, I'm Matt Matera saying thanks, everybody, for watching. And we will see you on Wednesday for another edition of the Peter Report Podcast. Oh, Out. Matt, is this a peace symbol or is this V for Victory Monday? Yeah, victory with three wins. <laughs>